Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is Stephanie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to one of our bonus episodes about reviewing our baseball tournaments. If you have any corrections, please send them to us. We will keep the show notes updated. So please make sure to check those out too. The easiest place to see the show notes is on our website, momsandbaseball.com. Today's tournament we are reviewing is our Perfect Game Summer Super 25, and that was in Joliet, Illinois, May 28th through the 30th. It was our 11U and our 13U teams. The competition was pretty good. It was all major level, and uh, it it was good to have that great competition. Diana, why don't you tell us a little bit about the facility? Sure. This tournament took place at the Inwood Sports Complex. They've got six fields, which are turf infield and grass outfield. The turf itself was was new, and it was in very good condition. One of our complaints is that the dugouts were absolutely tiny. And on the other side of the dugouts, the fences were very low. So you did really need to pay attention to foul balls and you know, pay attention to where you were sitting. And the dugouts were also open. So once again, with the foul ball situation, there was no cover whatsoever. So we did have foul balls from other fields coming right inside the dugouts and, and hitting kids in the dugouts. Constantly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we saw Constantly. somebody get hurt or get hit by a foul ball on the top of the head. Yes. It was someone from our team that hit it. Uh-huh. So yeah, it'd be nice to be under an umbrella or a tent of some sort. It would be hard to set up a tent here because there was a lot of uneven ground and they were kind of still working. It felt like they were still working on the landscaping kind of in between the fields. So it was a bit rough. And on that note, they had also taken down the bleachers. And our understanding was that this was for COVID reasons, you know, so people were socially distancing or whatever. So with the bleachers there, who knows, maybe at some point in time they would cover the bleachers. That would definitely be helpful. But right now there's no bleachers. There was no seating. So you did have to bring your own chair and just kind of try to find a place to set up and sit because where there was level ground and space for seating, um, right at eye level is where like the lower fence would meet a a big bar where the netting was connected. And so that was right at eye level and it was very difficult. You had to sit like right up on top of it or back up quite a distance to be able to see the game. You want to talk a little bit about like the warm up areas and that's always kind of one of your topics. Yep, it is. I know. Absolutely. There were only two batting cages for about 12 teams. Um, So there was not any extra area for teams to warm up. So like wherever you were sitting, teams were also warming up and throwing. And and honestly, you had to constantly keep your eyes open for balls everywhere. Um, The pitchers from the games had to warm up along the foul lines, again, where the fans were kind of sitting. So it, it was a little bit hectic there. Lots of parking, but there was only one entrance that you came in and out of. Um... I don't know if that's a plus or a negative, but there was just only one entrance. They also did have lights. They did have lights. We had to utilize the lights on Sunday. I would say the one entrance was fine. It's a small enough complex that you were never, there was not a ton of walking to do, no matter what. Um, The way the parking was set up, you were potentially going to be parking quite a distance because it was sort of like a long, narrow parking lot. But they absolutely had plenty of parking. You were going to find a spot. Was it going to be a good spot? Uh, Maybe not. Yeah. But also the way it's set up, you were nowhere near the fields. So I shouldn't say not near the fields, but you didn't have to worry about getting hit by home run balls or anything like that. That is true. (laughs) That is true. So no matter where you parked, you didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned the pitchers warming up because in our, I want to say it was in the championship game. (laughs) I think it was, but don't quote me on that. They were having their pitcher warm up on the field, you know, in 
foul territory off to the side and so which is fine and you can do that especially because there really wasn't much other space but when you do that you have to have somebody you have to have a coach or somebody out there guarding you know either the pitcher or the catcher because they've got their back turned to the field and he like Mm -hmm. threw they threw a fit because the ump said you need to have somebody out there guarding you know them and they were like oh you got to have your babysitter and oh my goodness dude (laughs) they're just trying to do it for safety like yeah, but that's just to kind of add on to the point that no, yeah. there, there wasn't a lot of space to warm no, up. Not at all. But other than that, it was it was a pretty decent facility. I, I didn't have any like major negatives other than what we already said. So we're we're giving the facility or the fields four out of five points. The turf in fields is definitely a huge plus. There was an, a ton of rain the night before the Friday, and there were games going on then that had to be pushed back. But I feel like a normal facility could have easily been flooded out the next day. So it was nice to know that Absolutely. the next day the turf was perfectly fine. It was good to go. Now, all the areas in between the fields were flooded. <laughs> you know, you had to watch your step. And, but it just showed you that that turf really did come in handy. Yes. And if they potentially covered those dugouts or looked at extending them, if that was a possibility, bring the bleachers back and kind of clean up or mm-hmm. finish the landscaping in between fields, I think this could easily be a four and a half for the facility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you want to talk a little bit about the tournament management? Sure. The communication, including the weather, was done through Twitter at Perfect Game Illinois. Schedules were also on Tourney Machine app, so that was good and up-to-date. Oh, brackets were also set and answered questions about COVID super fast. The state of play was a little bit of a headache there. Um, The communication was not very good. We tried to communicate to set up something several times. The hotels that they gave us were quite a bit distanced away from the fields. So this is Joliet, Illinois, and what they gave us to stay at was in Chicago. And so thinking about the traffic and everything like that, I mean, it was at least an hour, maybe even with worse traffic, it was like an hour and 45 to get to the fields, I think was a little ridiculous. So the tournament director wanted to talk to us at the tournament because, again, the communication was never set up before then. So we're going to rate them for the tournament management, the communication, uh, four out of five points. Right. And just to emphasize what Stephanie said here, first of all, on the positive side, uh, when we said everything was super fast in terms of updating games, like our game would finish and the kids would be headed to the outfield or off the field to have their after game talk. And I'm already getting alerts on Tourney Machine that the game was over and here's what the score was. I've never played anywhere where they had the games finalized and updated that quickly. So that was a huge bonus. Yes, we do appreciate that. We love that extra communication. That's always nice. Yes, yes, that was great. Oh, but we should add that just as an an interesting note, one of the games, our games, had the score entered incorrectly. And thankfully, another super mom on our team noticed that when we were trying to figure out where we would fall in bracket play. Oh, and that's another important point. In this tournament, everybody moved on to brackets, which was great because we started out, what, 0-2, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So we still moved on to brackets, and that was great. But another (laughs) mom had noticed that one of the scores from our game was incorrect by one run, and that one run actually ended up making a huge difference in where it placed us and where it placed the other team in that game. And so we sent the tournament director or whoever, like our game changer score and the other team's game changer score to show like, hey, this is what we both had. And they did update it and correct it before we went into bracket play. So that was nice. Even though a mistake was made, they corrected it so it didn't affect anything. 
on the flip side, to talk again, normally we talk about state of play in more of the fees section because I just see that more as a financial negative. I included that in the tournament management here because our issue was not necessarily that it was a state to play that, you know, we would knock off about a half a point for in the fees. But it was a state of play where we tried to play along and they didn't respond to anything for weeks and weeks and weeks. And everybody kept bugging our business manager, like, we need to book our hotel. Mm -hmm. Where are we staying? And she would say, I'm, you know, I'm trying. They're not getting back to me. So finally, it got close enough to the tournament that we just said, forget this. Like, this is Chicago area. We need to make sure... We have a hotel for everybody. We're booking for two different teams. So she found us a hotel. We booked our hotel. And then just a few weeks before the tournament, the hotel management company finally got back to us and said, oh, hey, you know, we're going to set up your room block for you. And here's your choices. And like Stephanie said, by that point in time, we had already all booked our rooms. We were 10 minutes away and they wanted us to go between 45 minutes to well over an hour away. And, you know, Chicago area traffic, we got to experience that in the drive Friday down. Mm-hmm. It is not it is not fun and none of us want to have to deal with that when uh the 11 you had 8 a.m. games Saturday morning. So Absolutely. we we just said, you know, sorry, we tried to play along and it it didn't work out. It's it's kind of too late at this point. And so they did try to get us to pay which kind of like I don't know if they were going to hold us hostage or whatever, but to their credit they didn't. <laughs> when we were at the tournament, I think they wanted True, to get us we were to pay at the, tournament, the yeah. buyout fee, but we were like, look, you know, this was not malicious. We did try to play the game, but if you're going to make us stay somewhere, then you have to communicate with us, find us a place to stay or, you know, we could just drive from Michigan too, but we chose to come stay here. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, so that was I think the 4 out of 5 is 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 a generous score for the tournament management there. Yep. So next up is fees. You want to talk about that? Absolutely. So the fees were $795. There was no parking fee. Like Diana talked about, there was lots of parking. There was an entry fee. So it was $10 for the weekend. Kids were $8 for the weekend. And it was five and under were free. It was interesting, too, how you got in. You didn't get a bracelet or a stamp or a ticket. You gave them your cell phone number when you paid the fee. And they texted you a link to like a QR code that you would save on your phone. And that was your ticket to get in and out. I was okay with that, that uh, I didn't have to worry about losing a wristband or something like that. Or I didn't have to walk around all week along with a wristband. So that was the first time we've seen that. That was okay. That it, Yeah, that was true. That was It was fine. It was just different because I was like, oh, wait, why am I giving you my cell phone number? But yeah, everything was fine. It turned out fine. Not a problem there. So in that, we also talked about the state of play, the communication. and Yeah, and the extra financial implications that can go along with that, just in terms of if you have to cancel last moment or anything like that, that becomes significantly more difficult when you're staying with a booking company than if you just book directly yourself. Yes, it, it does get very hard. So in the fees category, we gave the points of three out of five. Yep. The next area we're going to talk about is restrooms. <laughs> Yeah. The restrooms were very nice, nice structure, lots of stalls, toilet paper was available. They also had warm water. So, of course, we gave it five out of five points. Yep. Centrally located, no issues there. Yep. Absolutely. The next category is umpires. Diana, take it away. Okay. So, Stephanie and I have some different <laughs> observations with the umpires. I'll let Stephanie focus primarily on our experience with the umpires in the 13U division. And then I'll talk about our experience in the 11U division. But first of all, they did have two umps for every game. They appeared to be, in my experience, whether you agreed with the calls or not, they, they appeared to be professional. You know, they were dressed, they were 
official. They were legitimate. And from the 11U standpoint, our Saturday umps for pool play were phenomenal. They were super friendly. They were consistent. They they seemed like they were having a good time. We really enjoyed them. So they were absolutely phenomenal. And I know for a fact that at least one of the umps was only there for a limited time. Like he didn't want to do a hundred games a day. And he said, he said he had told them like, I'll do this many games and then I'm done. You know, so the, I think that the tournament would have gotten those amazing umps as much as they possibly could have, but they have lives too. So our Sunday umps were, they were fine. They were just, they were a lot younger. They may have been high school or college kids. I'm guessing probably college kids. And so they just were a bit more green, a bit more inexperienced, maybe a a little bit less knowledgeable. But, you know, to the tournament's credit, it's hard to get umps now. And and, and we didn't have any major issues or lack of professionalism or anything like that. So I'll let Stephanie talk a little bit about 13U. Yeah, so um, 13U, I think they were inconsistent. Like, yes, one game we would have really one awesome ump and then the other one was just kind of like so-so. And we watched the game before us and um, the field umpire was not very accurate. And then after the game, the play ump came up to one of the parents from the other team and said to them like, hey, that kid was actually safe on first. Like the field ump got it wrong. But I was like what? Like, number one, like, don't go up to the parents. Like, yeah, that's not professional. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, you're supposed to support your ump that's on yeah. on the field. Like, don't go up to that parent and say that. But like, I mean, to admit it, I mean, we all saw it. It was kind of an obvious thing. Um, And then during our game, there was a player that kind of ran over, not kind of, he did. He ran over <laughs> our catcher. Um, There was being a play made, but he, he totally just plowed him. There was no sliding. There was no like trying to avoid him. He totally just knocked him down. So then the catcher's mom made a comment. The kid, the baseball player, yelled back at our mom that said something. Uh, Then the mom yelled, another mom yelled at the kid and said, hey, you don't talk back to parents. Then the umpire turned around and yelled at the parents saying, you don't talk to these kids like that and threatened to kick out the moms. Uh, It was just very bizarre. Like the whole thing was bizarre. I mean, I don't even know why. Like if I think my kid, if. If somebody yelled at my kid, I think he would just kind of be in shock. But this kid kind of yelled back at the parents of like, she was like, that was not necessary. And he yelled back at this mom like, he was in my way. Like, uh, what did you want me to do? Like, uh, not truck him? I don't know. You tell me. The coach came over and he did apologize. And it was it was very nice. And that was very thoughtful. That was. The umpire was still over on the other side, still like saying stuff to the other parents like how dare she she thinks she she can say stuff like that and I was like we can hear you we can still hear you like yeah it was it was weird and then later on the next day so then I mean we did have some good umpires like I said they were very friendly and personable but on another field like because I like to pace during the game so I was like standing out by the field and on another field I could hear a coach in the umpire's face just screaming do your job do your job and like everything was stopped and like he's like in his face and then the umpire threw him out but I was just like eh. so it wasn't just on our field I think it it's this year you know what I mean umps are hard to come by and, and it's it's a hard job I get it um and it, it's just they're kind of inconsistent so right and with that said any ump isn't going to avoid drama like they're going to have parents screaming them it doesn't mean that they That's did true. something wrong um, that is true. We just went over the episode of misunderstood rules or baseball myths. Yes. And so the ump could have made the perfectly right call. We're not going to blame the ump for, you know, somebody yelling at them. 
if I had just rated based on the eleven use experience, I feel like we would have given a three out of three. If we had rated specifically on thirteen use experience, it probably would have been a two out of three. So yes. we were thinking the fairest thing here was to give them two and a half out of three points for umpires because yes, overall, absolutely. yeah, they, they were mostly fine. Yep. Agree. Our next topic is concessions. So concessions, I thought, were really good. They had um, different items like a chicken sandwich. Um, Then they also had their traditional grill items, giant hot dogs, brats. They also had alcohol. Mm -hmm. And everything seemed pretty reasonably priced. Yeah, and I'm going to disagree a little bit with the reasonably priced. I thought they were a bit pricey. (laughs) Um, But again, I hardly ever buy from concessions. Stephanie is our resident concession expert. uh, Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll have Mm -hmm. to dig through my pictures when I post this on the website, but I think I took a picture of the concession menu, I think. But I remember that hot dogs and brats were like two and a half and three dollars. And we thought that was a lot. And I will say, though, they were like giant hot dogs and giant brats. Like they were meals, just that one thing. So I'm like, okay, well, that's super reasonable. And it was better than just like a standard Kogel hot dog or something. Um, Right. But then like... They didn't have pretzels with cheese. And if you don't have pretzels at a concession, like, you're not going to get two out of two points from me. <laughs> that is, like, like, if no, we buy anything from a concession, it's got to, like, it's like bread. You know, because I feel like it's not heavy. And it's just, if I'm going to buy something for my kid in between games because I failed to bring snacks or whatever, it's going to be a pretzel. They didn't even have pretzels. And then their nachos with cheese were, like... Three and a half bucks, and they came with like 10 chips and this tiny little thing of cheese. Oh. Um, a slice of pizza was like four bucks. So I thought it was kind of pricey for what it was, but at least they had concessions. They were easily accessible and they had alcohol. So I know that's a huge plus for a lot of people. Right. Right. And they did take cash and credit cards. So that was nice. You could do either or. And that's hard to come by lately, we've noticed. Yes, it is. So yes, yeah, it is. We did one and a half out of two points for concessions. Yep, absolutely. Our last category that we cover is always miscellaneous. So in the miscellaneous category, we basically look at everything else that's not included in the first categories, or we give extra bonus points for things that we just really feel are deserving of it. So we look at things like, are there playgrounds? Are coolers allowed? What's the location like? What are the trophies like? Things like that. So for this tournament... There was a playground, or at this facility, I should say, there was a playground. But the funny thing <laughs> about this is in our notes when I read it over, Stephanie like was like, nope, there was no playground. And I was like, Stephanie, like it was literally like in the middle of the place. There was a <laughs> there was I a totally playground. missed it. I had to walk through it a hundred times. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Stephanie Stephanie totally missed, missed it. it. So I know. I think every person but Stephanie would notice that there there right. is a playground. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> coolers, Stephanie, you said coolers are No coolers. Yeah. Um it said no coolers on um the the state of play kind of rules and stuff like that. Um but it wasn't a problem cuz it wasn't really a hot day, but if it was a hot day, you know, coolers are kind of a must, especially to keep your drinks cool. Um That really ticks me off though with tournaments that are on turf in particular. Like yes, we're up yes. north, but it still gets hot here. It gets hot and humid and playing mm-hmm. on turf, it gets extremely hot. And so, yeah, that forces you to buy, you know, their water or whatever. And uh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't I like agree. that. I and I like get it because they sell alcohol, so they're probably not going to allow coolers because they think we're all going to bring in our beer or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, someone's going to get it in anyway. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that's mentioned here, and we went over it briefly, though, but we, we love it when everybody moves on to bracket play. It takes a little bit of the pressure off with pool play, and we feel like coaches tend to make better decisions about pitching and being safe with kids' arms and things like that. And I will mention that 
the trophies stunk for this particular tournament, like bad. Oh, man. They were, I could be wrong. If there was a difference, it was extremely subtle. I believe the winning team and the finalist or runner-up team got the exact same trophy. It was a generic like trophy that they buy by the bucket loads for all, oh. of, all of the primetime tournaments. And huh. it just said like, shoot, I'll have to take a picture of it and send it. But it said something like primetime tournaments. And then it was a trophy. Like it said nothing about it. Didn't even it didn't even have a a plaque on there huh. that mentioned what the, that specific tournament was, or that whether you were a finalist or whether you were a champion. And right. um, and it, you know it was just a cheap regular whatever trophy. But the literally the name of this tournament, based on the level of competition they get, the fact that this is an eight hundred dollar tournament, and it's called. The Perfect Game Summer Super 25. Yeah. Like this sounds like if there's a ring tournament, this would be a ring tournament. But right. It, it's not even close to that. So that was a huge, like, you know, you, you do what you do not for the trophy, obviously, and I get that. But even the parents were a bit surprised on that one. Like, that's your trophy for this, really? <laughs> and then <laughs> my final thing that going along those same lines that I'm listing in the miscellaneous that was kind of just confusing to me is this is listed as a Perfect Game tournament. It's listed as Perfect Game, or that's the name of it. Um, it is roughly associated with Perfect Game. I'm told that they were taking, like, measurables, and that's why they had radar guns and things like that up at the games, mm-hmm. was because they were taking measurements for Perfect Game for their system. However, I saw absolutely nothing to prove that this was in any way, shape, or form associated with Perfect Game. It's not listed on the Perfect Game website. It's never mentioned in the trophies. Mm. It's just kind of confusing. It's a primetime turn, or it's hosted by primetime tournaments, but it's right. supposed to be a perfect game tournament. We've been to others that are like this. We'll mention in another episode where we go to Grand Park, where bullpen tournaments host a U-Triple-S-A tournament. But there, it was very clear to me that this was a U-Trip tournament. There were U-Trip employees and directors walking around. It's listed on the U-Trip website. You got U-Trip points for it. This right. one, um, you didn't have to fill out any, I don't believe you had to fill out any sort of like like perfect game roster, our teams no, and their results so aren't either. listed on the perfect game website. Uh, like I said, the tournament wasn't. So I don't understand exactly how perfect game is involved at all, or if they right. just somehow got permission to slap their name on it to get teams to come to it. So I kind of listed that as a negative as just like a confusing <laughs> thing for this. It was. Yeah, I will agree. It was a little confusing. So overall, we did give this three out of five in the miscellaneous. Do you want to talk about where that brings us? Yep. Our total rating brings us to 24 out of 30, which makes it a triple. Yep, absolutely. And then we always like to follow up just super briefly about how we did since we talked all about this tournament in case anybody is curious. Why don't you talk about 13U? Yep. So our 13U, um, we tried to do things a little bit different, save our pitching, and we went 0 for 2 in pool play. But then we lost in bracket play. We did. But I will say, like happens to probably everybody at what feels like every single tournament, there's a zillion teams in a tournament. It doesn't seem to matter. You end up playing in bracket play a team that you just played in pool play because I don't know why that just always happens. Yes. So a team that like walked all over us in pool play, we then played them again in bracket play and they did beat us again, but we put up a much, much better showing that day. And I think they thought it was going to be a cakewalk and they, they very quickly had to like switch pitchers and be like, Oh, we better take this. Mm -hmm. We better take Take this more seriously. seriously. Yeah. You know, and again, this is, this was an extremely good team. 
team, one of the best teams that they you've were. ever it faced. Was, yes, it so was good competition. We went 0-3, but I feel like it was a really good experience for our boys. And if we keep playing teams like that and keep going to tournaments like that, I don't think it will always have the same outcome. That is true. 11U went to an Owen pool play, so they were kind of like on the opposite end of the spectrum. So we joked that we could just tell people River Dogs went 2-2 two two for the day. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds nice. A little bit nicer, sounds, but yeah. uh-huh. um, so they were the number one seed going into brackets. They still had to play three games to get to the championship. And uh, one fun thing about this was that okay, so they won their quarterfinals, their semifinals. They were down by a run with two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. We were home team, being the higher seed, and we had a kid hit a walk off triple. That scored nice. a couple of runs and won us that game to get us into the championship. So that was one of my most exciting moments I've witnessed as a sports mom. That was really, really fun. We were under the lights at that point in time because it was late. I'm not going to totally blame that on the tournament, though, because everything got pushed back a little bit because of that Friday night rain out. So right. we still did get all the games in. And I think it was just pushed back two hours. I believe championship game was scheduled for 6 p.m. And we ended up playing it at 8 p.m. So game finished by 10 p.m. But yeah, definitely a late night. So anyway, 11U had a good day, but they ended up losing to the Naperville Renegades, 11U majors team. That's all we've got for the Summer Super 25 in Julia, Illinois. As always, if you are associated with this tournament and you know that we got something incorrect or if we've got changes we need to make, please feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter as Moms and Baseball. You can send us an email at momsandbaseball at gmail.com. And we will make sure to keep our show notes updated. So when you're listening to this episode, please make sure to check the show notes. And if you don't see them on your podcast player, you can always check our website, momsandbaseball.com. Until next time, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next week.